Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Ram Goldhar, and today we're in Sechus Ksubas, Dath Lamatessa, third parak, Eil Na'aros. The Zichud Masechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for HaKazachas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rama asked Abaya, Ba'olehel b'nis arsa mahu, what's halacha of one violator on Na'ara? And she became engaged before the violator was found guilty. When Abaya answered, the Pusik doesn't say, V'nasen lavi na'ara ashur arusa and the violator shall give to the father of the Na'ara who was not engaged, Rav accounted that a Bryson teaches that if one violated a girl, and then she married, the Knas goes to her. Now why should this be? According to your reasoning, it should go to the father too. As the Pasuk doesn't say, he shall give to the father of the Na'ara who wasn't married. Abai responded that the comparison is not correct. For just as her becoming a Bulgaris removes a daughter from her father's Rishus, and marriage removes her from her father's Rishus, then just as in the case of Bagris, where one violates her as a Na'ara, and she becomes a Bulgaris before judgment, she gets a Kanas, so too in the case of her marrying, she gets a Kanas. But with regard to Kedushin, she's not completely removed from her father's Rishus, as it was taught in the Mishnah, Na'ara Marasa Avia Ubala Mafir Nidarea, in the case of a Na'ara who's engaged Age, her father and her husband can annul her vows. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, The seducer pays for three things and the violator pays for four. The seducer pays for embarrassment, depreciation and market value and the kanas, and the violator adds on to him in that he must compensate her for the pain she suffered. The violator pays the kanas immediately, which Rush explains means that he pays the father even though he marries her, and the seducer only pays it when he sends her away, meaning if he doesn't marry her. Ha'onus shows about tzitzo, the violator must drink from his pot, which Rush explains means from the kli he chose to drink from, and he must marry her, as the Pusik states, well, he's not able to send her away. And the seducer, if he wants to send her away, he may send her away. And point number And in both of the cases of the seducer and violator, both she and her father can prevent the marriage from taking place. The Gemara says that in the case of violation, it makes sense that she can block the marriage, for the Pasuk says, And she shall be for him a wife, which implies that she does so willingly. But where is it known that the father can block the marriage? Abaya answered, It's logical that the sinner should not be rewarded for his sin. Since the father could have refused to give his daughter to him before the violation, even if his daughter wanted to marry him, it doesn't make sense that by way of sinning, the violator can force the father to let him marry his daughter. Rabbi said it's a call of Homer. If in the case of the seducer who only went against the will of the father, both the girl and the father can prevent the marriage, then all the more so with the violator who went against the will of the father and the daughter, he or she can prevent the marriage. The Gemara explains why Abaya and Rava rejected each other's reason. So once again, the three points are number one, Rava asked Abaya, What is the halacha of one violated a nara and she became engaged before the violator was found guilty? When Abai answered, the Pusik doesn't say, and the violator shall give to the father of the Na'ara who was not engaged. Rav accounted that a Bryson teaches that if one violated a girl and then she married, the Knas goes to her. Now why should this be? According to your reasoning, it should go to the father too. As the Pusik doesn't say, he shall give to the father of the Na'ara who wasn't married. Abai responded that the comparison is not correct. 
Hoyel Ubagus Motsia Rushus Av, and the Sun Motsin Rushus Av, for just as her becoming a Bulgaris removes a daughter from her father's Rushus, and marriage removes her from her father's Rushus, then just as in the case of Bagris, where one violates her as a Naara, and she becomes a Bulgaris before judgment, she gets a Kanas, so too in the case of her marrying, she gets a Kanas. But with regard to Kedushin, she's not completely removed from their father's Rushus, as it was taught in the Mishnah, Naara Marasa Avia Ubala Mafir Nidara, in the case of a Naara who's engaged age, her father and her husband can annul her vows. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, The seducer pays for three things and the violator pays for four. The seducer pays for embarrassment, depreciation, and market value and the kanas, and the violator adds on to him and that he must compensate her for the pain she suffered. The violator pays the kanas immediately, which Rush explains means that he pays the father even though he marries her, and the seducer only pays it when he sends her away, meaning if he doesn't marry her. The violator must drink from his pot, which Rush explains means from the clea he chose to drink from, and he must marry her, as the Pusik states, he's not able to send her away. And the seducer, if he wants to send her away, he may send her away. And point number three was taught in a brace of Echad Onus Echad Hamafata Ben Avia Yechoin La'akiv. And in both of the cases of the seducer and violator, both she and her father can prevent the marriage from taking place. The Gemara says that in the case of violation, it makes sense that she can block the marriage, for the Pasuk says, and she shall be for him a wife, which implies that she does so willingly. But where is it known that the father can block the marriage? Abaya answered, It's logical that the sinner should not be rewarded for his sin. Since the father could have refused to give his daughter to him before the violation, even if his daughter wanted to marry him, it doesn't make sense that by way of sinning, the violator can force the father to let him marry his daughter. Rabbi said it's a call of Homer. If in the case of the seducer who only went against the will of the father, both the girl and the father can prevent the marriage, then all the more so with the violator who went against the will of the father and the daughter, he or she can prevent the marriage. The Gemara explains why Abai and Rabbah rejected each other's reason. Alright, so now we go to our Simudav Lamites, and our standard simon is a letter, and we often use a mailman in the simon. So here goes. The mailman who delivered the knas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Bastin, listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafate overheard her tell her father she was so grateful he prevented her marriage to the one who violated her from happening. Once again, it's a motion. The mailman, mailman, that must be more enough. Lamites, letter. The mailman who delivered the knas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, which reminds us, Rav asked the Bai, what's the halacha? If one violated a Na'ara and she became engaged before the violator was found guilty. Abaya answered, the Pasuk does not say, and the violator shall give to the father of the Nara who was not engaged. And this is different from the case where she got married. For just as her becoming, a Bulgaris removes a daughter from her father's Hushas, and marriage removes her from her father's Hushas, then just as in the case of a Bulgaris where one violates her as a Nara and she becomes a Bulgaris before judgment, she gets the Kanas, so too in the case of her marrying, she gets the Kanas. But with regard to Kedushin, she's not completely removed from her father's Hushas, in that her father and her husband can annul her nadarim. So the mailman who delivered the knas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Basin, listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafata, which reminds us, the next Mishnah listed differences between Ha'onis and the Mafata in terms of the payments that are made and when they must marry the woman. 
So the mailman who delivered the knas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Basin listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafate, overheard her tell her father she was so grateful he prevented her marriage to the one who violated her from happening. Which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa, in both cases of seducer and the violator, both she and her father can prevent the marriage from taking place. The Gemara asks, where is it known that the father can block the marriage if she's violated? Abaya answered, It's logical that the sinner should not be rewarded for his sin. And Rabbi said, it's a Kavachomer. If in the case of the seducer who only went against the will of the father, both the girl and the father can prevent the marriage, then all the more so with the violator who went against the will of the father and the daughter, he or she can prevent the marriage. So once again, the mailman who delivered the Kanas package to the Na'ara, who got married after she was violated, along with a big poster from Basin listing the differences between Ha'onis and the Mafate, overheard her tell her father she was so grateful he prevented her marriage to the one who violated her from happening. All right, now it's time for four blah back Chazara. So the similar Dathlamet Hay is a children's choir singing la, la, la. So here goes. The children's choir director, children's choir, that must be more on Dath. Lamed hey, la la la. The children's choir director who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, which reminds us it was taught to Bryce in the base midrash of Chizkiah. The Torah makes a comparison between the psukim Maka Adam and Maka Behema, one who strikes a man who is executed and does not pay damages, and one who strikes an animal who always pays damages. From here we learn that just as one who strikes an animal, you do not distinguish whether he did a Bishogeg or Bemezud or whether he had Kavana to strike this animal or didn't have Kavana, he's always Chayav to pay. So too, when it comes to striking a man and all these distinctions just mentioned, the Torah is not coming to Machayim to pay in any of these cases, rather it's coming to exempt him from paying in all these cases. So the children's choir director, who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, just as the choir was singing the Russia Russia chorus line of their song that compared Malkus to Misa, which reminds us when Ravin came from Eretz Israel to Babel, he reported that Yochanan and Rachelakish disagreed. Bechayvi Malkus Shogeging Bedavra Acher. With regard to those who did a transgression Bishogeg, that when done Bemezi, is Chai Malkus and is also Chai a monetary payment at the same time. Rishwakish says he's Pater, Beferish, Rips the Torah, Bechaive Malkios, Kachaive Misus. But the Torah explicitly included those Chai from Malkus in the exemption from payment, just like those Chai of the death penalty. When the Gemara asks whether the Torah includes this law, Abai said it's derived from the Gezer Shava of Russia, Russia. So the children's choir director, who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, just as the choir was singing the Russia, Russia chorus line of their song that compared Malkus to Misa, was shocked to see a sign in the animal that read, you will always be high of a payment if you strike me on a weekday, which reminds us that Gamora explains how the ton of the base minister of Chizkiah who made the comparison of Maka Adam and Maka Behema presumed the case is where he struck the animal on a weekday and not on Shabbos when one can distinguish between an act on Bishogeg and one on Bemezi. Vav, so the simple Dathlam Vav is a Lulav. So here goes. The Koresh is holding a Lulav, a Lulav. That must be one Dathlam Vav. The Koresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, Please speak up on my behalf regarding a tanis basulim, which reminds us, the Gemara explains, that the tan of a brice of the taught that a Koresh and a shota cannot have a claim of tanis basulim brought against them, is from Gamliel, for just as he believes a woman who said that she was violated after receiving her kedushin, so that she doesn't lose her ksuba, so to here in the case of the Koresh and the shota, she doesn't lose her ksuba, for we would say that if she had been mentally competent, she would claim that she was violated after kedushin. When the woman asked if one actually heard that this was Roman Gamliel's position, when the woman herself does not make the claim, it answers that it's based on the principle of psach picha re'ilim, open your mouth on behalf of the mute, which means one should speak up on behalf of those who cannot do so for themselves. 
So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, Please speak up on my behalf regarding a Tanis Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground, which reminds us it was stated in Abraisa. Sumcha says in the name of Rabbi Meir, Sume Emla Tanis Basulim. A blind woman could not have brought against her a Tanis Basulim because a blind girl is likely to fall and strike the ground, which would cause her to lose her dumb Basulim. Since she doesn't see that she's bleeding, she doesn't show her mother. So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, Please speak up on my behalf regarding Atanas Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground after tripping over a freed captive woman who was sitting eating truma while counting her kanas. Which reminds the Gemara explains that Rabbi Yehuda who says that a Shvuya who is ransomed is still in her state of purity even if she's old, meaning older than the three, and she doesn't lose her right to receiving a kanas is not necessarily saying the same thing as Rabbi Dosu who holds Shvuya Ocheles Petruma, a former captive woman who's a Baskolin is permitted to eat truma. They might have different reasons for being lenient. Daf Lamed Zayin, so the similar Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The referees of the fierce Kamli but the Rabbi mean a laser tag tournament between one Chayv Misa and another Chayv Malkas, which reminds us the more explains why there are two sources for the principle of Kamli but the Rabbi mean one for Chayv Misa and the other for Chayv Malkas. So the referees at the fierce Kamli but the Rabbi Mine laser tag tournament between one Chai Misa and another Chai Malkas, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution, which reminds us, the Gemara explains why it was necessary to teach that a murderer Mamezid can't give Kofra atonement money to redeem his life, and also to teach separately that one who kills Bishogik and sent to an Ir Miklat can't give Kofra and redeem his life. So the referees at the Kamli with the Rabbi Mine laser tag tournament between one Chai Misa and another Chai Malkas, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution or heading to the Ari Miklat, declared the one who zapped his opponent in the neck the victor, since he chose a Misa Yafa. Which reminds us, the more explains that those executed with Saif are executed with a sword to the neck, and that it's worn for the Parsha of Egla Rufa, but we don't learn from that Parsha that it's with an axe and at the back of the neck, because we learn from the Pasuk of Bahaftel Recha Kamocha that we must choose a Misa Yafa, a more favorable death. Daf Ramadches. So the simmer Daf Ramadches is a Debralach, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The Nari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup. Chicken soup? That must mean we're on Daf Ramadches, a Debralach. The Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, which reminds us of the Malchus between Yossi Agli and Rabbi Kiva, whether a Nara that was engaged, divorced, and then violated receives a kanas. The Malchus is based on how they understand the Pasuk of Asholo Arasa, who was not engaged. So the Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, which reminds us we discussed where we learned that a Ma'anas and Mafanta must pay 50 silver shkalim, whether it's from the Gezer Shava of Asholo Arasa in the Parshios of the Ma'anas and Mafanta, or according to Yossi Aglili, it's from the Pasuk of Kesev Yishkol Kamorah Basulos. So the Nari eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, sent a bowl over to the distraught father of a Na'ara Basul who died after being violated, since he received nothing. Which reminds us, Abayah said, Ba'alel Mesa Pater, if one violated a Na'ara Basul and she died before the violator was sued by the father and found liable by Basin, he's Pater from payment for the Pusik states, Vanasan Latviha Na'ara, and he, referring to the violator, shall give to the father of the Na'ara 50 silver coins. The superfluous expression of Na'ara teaches that the fine is paid to the father of the Na'ara, Valola Avi Mesa, and not to the father of a deceased girl. The Gemara says that what was obvious to Abaya was the basis of a question 
question for Rabbah. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which of the one that Abai said that the father of a Na'ara who was violated but died before based in Paskin does not receive the Kanas? That's on Daf. Good number two. Which something when reviewed his reason for permitting a captive woman to receive a kanas may not be the same reason as Rabbi Dosa's for permitting her to eat truma. That's on Daf. Good number three. Which something learned from Maka Adam and Maka Behema that Chayve Miso Shoking Paturin. That's on Daf. Good number four. Which of the one that a gun that steals an ox on Shabbos and has another person shechted pays the fine as well? That's on Duff. Lamad Gimel. Good number five. Which of the one that Na'ara who gets engaged after she is violated, the father keeps the knas, but if she gets married, she gets to keep it. That's on Duff. Lama task. Good number six. Which stuff of Malchokas, Rabbi Yossi Adlili and Rabbi Kiva, whether a Na'ara that was engaged, divorced, and then violated, receives her kanas? That's on Duff. Lama Ches. Good. Number seven. Which of when the father can block the marriage in the case of a onus as well, according to Abai because Shoye Chota Niskar, and according to Rabbi based on the Kavachomer? That's on Duff. Lama Ches. Good. Number eight. Which of the one a Tainus Basun cannot be brought? Against blind women, since they tend to fall and strike the ground and lose their basuin. That's on Duff. Lamed Vav. Good number nine. Which Duff of the mission that lists the differences between Haonis the Hamafata? That's on Duff. Lamed Test. Good. And number ten. Which Duff we learned why two sources were brought for Kamli by the Rabbimine, one for Chave Misa and one for Chave Malkus? That's on Duff. Ahmed Zayn. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgotham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.